0: Hi, this is Matt Bernstein, and I'm with Dennis J. Smith. And this is the Make Money Online show, where every week we have a unique guest that will help you make money online. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the
1: Make Money Online show. And I'm Dennis Smith, and I'm here with Matt Bernstein. And also, today we are Thrilled to have our guest, Mark Timberlake, who I've known for quite a while. He has his own show still over on Google+, and we'll talk about that at some point during the Blab so that you're aware of what what he does. And we all teach on Udemy. We're here today to kind of talk about one of the things that I've noticed. I always notice this. I've noticed this even before the price change. Uh, came into effect is people coming into the studio and upset because they're not seeing cells and they kind of have this uh notion that when they join udemy as an instructor that udemy is going to promote their course and that's not the case there's hundreds excuse <clears throat> me if not thousands of courses on udemy and so it's just not possible of the courses that are out there. They're going to promote the courses that are going to generate the most revenue for for them and not necessarily the instructors. And so that's why it's up to us to do our own marketing and create our own marketing efforts on channels like YouTube, uh, Blab, Blogs all of that different kind all of those different kinds of channels there to market yourself and so that's what we're going to talk about so welcome everybody why don't you go ahead and put in your your where you're from And we'll get started here in just a moment. I just want to let everybody know that these are the people who are with us on the Blab. You're more than welcome to follow them. You're more than welcome to follow Mark, Matt, and myself. Over here, you can let people know that we're live. So if you want to share this with other Udemy instructors to get them in on the discussion, you can let them know. And also, if you want to give us props, high five, or whatever, those are in the uh, bottom hear the hands there, and you can just let us know that you like what you're hearing. And if you have a question today during the Blab, forward slash Q, a space, and then type in your question, that will flag the question and put it up over here on our screen so that we can see that. We're not going to be able to get through all questions, and especially if they don't pertain to the Blab, we're just not able to answer everything, but we'll try to get some of those questions uh, answered and also invite some people to the hot seat here on Blab if you want to ask your question live. So let's go ahead and get started and welcome Mark and let him go ahead and introduce himself. Hey Mark, thanks for joining us today.
2: Hey, uh, hi Dennis. Yeah, Mark Timberlake, uh, run a company called Esme Heroes, come from a video production marketing background. Um, I've always sort of enjoyed teaching and uh sort of i think six months ago, eight months ago um we just decided to go full-time teaching online so we really help people with marketing video marketing we also help you do instructors uh, i think where we sort of fit in is if people want to go a little bit high quality creating courses or they want to get a little bit deeper into the marketing um we can help them but on a broader scale we do a lot of marketing stuff courses at local seo social media marketing email marketing we help people really understand that side because of but because of the technical background because we actually come from a video production background it just makes us a little bit different in that sense
0: and what's your first word of advice mark for our listeners that uh they can go out and market their course so um and not expect udemy to do it for them what's what's your first word on that
2: well, first things first is understanding Udemy how it works. Um, the algorithm is very heavily weighted to sales. Um, but once you begin to realize that, you've got to generate some sales. If you can generate some sales, Udemy is going to pick you up and they're going to put you out there. They're not just going to invest in every single instructor that just turns up on the site gets a course on. They're going to look at, are we going to spend money on this? Imagine imagine it's you and you're starting, you run a marketing company and somebody says to, comes to you and effectively says, I want you to market my stuff for free. Why aren't you marketing it? Okay. So what they can, what you're going to say, well, I need to know that if I invest my money in marketing your course, there's going to be a return for me. And that's what Udemy is a business. They have to think like that. And that's the way they think. So that, and people have this misconception. They're just going to turn up on Udemy and Udemy are just going to market their course as if there's no tomorrow. So just in terms of where people should start, guys, I just wanted to drop mm-hmm. this in there face um, The first question when it comes to marketing is, obviously we'll talk about what type of marketing after a minute, but the first question you have to ask yourself is, is, who are you trying to be? And this is the thing I see people make the mistake with the most. They don't know who they're trying to be. They don't know who they are. They don't realize they're the product. So they don't realize... Um, They're not clear in their own self-identity in terms of a business or a product. So then when it comes to marketing themselves, it's really difficult. So they'll put out this or they'll put out that. And then people watching from the outside, they don't understand what this person's offering. And then there's no route to purchase because this guy is just on social media, for instance, talking about stuff all the time. I don't know. I just see him on social media. I don't actually know what he does. And you'll notice the really good, really good instructors have actually made a go of it on Udemy. When you look at them, you will know what their product is. And I think that's the big, big, big thing. You've got to decide who you're going to be. You've got to find your niche and start from there.
0: Just to be self-aware and to, to have consistent branding and so people, so students know who they are is the first step.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You've got to be clear about your identity. you got to, you know, who are you trying to be? And the thing is, if you notice I ask, who are you trying to be? If from a year or 18 months from now, you could have an online presence and you could be known for something, what would that presence look like? What would you be known for? That's the place to start. What, what do you want to look like? Who are you trying to be? Who do you want to be in 18 months from now when people are coming online and finding you? And that's really, really, really important. You know, do you want to be, you no, know, the king of Excel or the queen of Excel? Do you of Excel spreadsheets? Do you want to be, you know, um, the guy who's known for product photography? Do you want to? You've got to be thinking about who you're trying to be. And some people are so general in that you don't know who they are, and then it's very difficult to market yourself if you're not very clear about who you want to be. So that's the first step, definitely.
0: So I guess after I figure out who I want to be. What's, what's the next step? I, I've got, you know, like a Google Docs out. I write down everything of who I want to be, who I think I am, and the, the brand that I want to build. What's the next step?
2: Yeah, the next step is to, the first thing you have to understand, there's really two types of marketing out there. So the first thing you have to understand is what type of marketing are you going to need to do? Now, if you're a Udemy instructor, you're 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 already marketing on your expertise. So you're the product. Your course isn't the product. You're the product, and people struggle with that. So if you've got struggle getting on camera, having your picture, you're going to find it difficult because people will come to you for what you teach because they relate to you. So you're the product spe- teaching something specific, and that's how you can compete because some people will find my stuff. Goes that oral English guy. I don't like him. I want to listen to an American who I can understand. And they're going to go off and choose someone, even though my contact might be, it's it's me that people are coming to. So that's really an extension of what we was doing there, is the next step is what type of marketing are you going to do? And there's two types. There's what we call um, magnetic marketing and broadcast marketing. Now, once we understand the difference between the two, our marketing is going to make sense. We can start really thinking about what, what we're going to do, but we're going to have a philosophy of marketing before we even get going. So broadcast marketing is where you take your message and you put it out to as many people as possible, hoping that a small percentage are going to respond to you. Now, that's very inefficient unless you're Coca-Cola or Samsung or Apple. With me, it's very difficult type of marketing, and it can get very expensive. And there's a problem with that: the people you're putting your stuff out to are completely cold. So typically, when you'll know when someone's trying to do this because they'll 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 ask you a question. They'll say, "Should I use Twitter for my marketing? You know, have you sold courses on Twitter? Have you used Google AdWords and sold courses? You see, what it is is people are thinking. If they can just put their content out there, somebody's going to buy it, and that's a terrible way to do marketing. Absolutely terrible, unless you, you're, you're really rich. So the, the second way, <laughs> the second way, is what I call search engine or magnetic marketing. So that's search engine marketing. Um, the principle is completely different. What that does is this: people are out there already searching for you and your content. Okay, so they're already looking for you. So you've got to create a route back to you and your product. And to do that, you've got to put content out on the the internet that they can search for and find and then be led back to you. So that's good online marketing. People call it content marketing. Um, Mm -hmm. You'll see this. You know, Dennis has just done it recently. He's got a new book out there. You're putting stuff out there for people to find you and come back. So you have to put some free stuff out there to bring them back to your premium content. But the techniques are not the important part. What's the important part is this, is that when you position yourself to market like that, people are going to be coming to you that actually want to buy what you have because they're searching. So you have to insert yourself into search. And if you market like that, you're going to have much, much more success than trying to broadcast. So then... Everything I do, for instance, then, is based on that principle. Is this going to insert me into some search engine somewhere? Is someone going to be able to find me and find my content when they're looking for me?
1: Yeah, you do an excellent job at that because, uh, you know, that's like one of the reasons why I follow what you're doing because you have your show on Google Plus, which, I mean... Some people might think Google Plus is dead, but it's part of the world's largest search engine. And even if you can shave off a small fraction of people that are on that platform that buy your product, you still could make a healthy income with that small audience, you know? And when you think about Facebook being the world's largest platform. Well, there's so much noise on Facebook that it might be hard to be found on Facebook, so you have to kind of search out some of those places where your voice can be heard, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. And just on those two points, Dennis, Facebook isn't a search engine. They're trying to be a search engine, but when you search for something, do you go to the Facebook search bar and look for it? Or do you go to Google? Where do you go? You want to find something, you want to buy something, you want to learn something – the two, the, the two search engines I use are Google and YouTube. They're the two primary search engines. Udemy is a search engine as well. Mm-hmm. People need to understand that. Udemy is a search engine. That's why we want our content on there because people can search for it. Now, when it comes to Google+, people don't understand how Google+, works. So because my grammar is on Facebook, doesn't mean Facebook is a great place to market my product. Let's, set, let's take setting up a community, for instance. I set up a community on Google+. Everyone else set up on Facebook because everyone's on Facebook. And that makes sense. But everything you do in that Facebook group isn't searchable. It's got no search engine benefit. It's got no long-term benefit. So my community is on Google+. Now, my community grows slower, but the quality of people in my community are very high. And the key thing is to understand about a community is this. If you set up a community and it's relevant and interesting, people will come to that community no matter what the platform if you think guys if you go back through the years and you think of the you know we've all been online for a long time we've all been in forums and things and there's forums we used to go and we don't go on anymore right Mm -hmm. but we would frequent there during that time of our journey we would spend time there and it didn't matter what type of forum it was what mattered was was that there was stuff there so when it comes to setting up a community, for instance, a lot of people make the mistake, and I'm going to say mistake, of setting up Facebook group. And well, if you set up a Google Plus community, let me let me explain what's going to happen. You you come and you join my community. You connect to people in my community, OB community. Alaska, Phil Campbell's in the side. There. If you could put a link in the side if anybody wants to join that. Um, you come to my community. What's going to happen is we're going to connect. Okay? And then you're going to go on Google search, and you're going to search, say you decide, oh, I want some Udemy free training. You're going to search for Udemy free training. What Google are going to do, they're going to see our connections on Google+, and they're going to show you my stuff. And they're going to show you personalized search. So the more people you can connect to on Google+, Plus, the more impact you have in what's called personalized search. And that's magical. Now, here's what's interesting as well. Say, say Dennis, me and you connect on Google+. You follow me and you think I'm really interested. Matt doesn't know me, okay? But he says, I want some Udemy free training. Do you know what Google does? They look at you, they look at Matt. First of all, they look at you and say, well, you're connected to Mark and you've got this stuff, which is called semantic search. You've got this thing going on about Udemy there's a connection and you've linked to something that's Udemy, Mark's free training, you've commented or you've done something, you've interacted with Mark so Mark's an expert in this, he's talking about this. Then what's really interesting is although Matt doesn't know me at all, Google, when he's logged into Chrome and he's doing a personalized search, Google will look at Matt, look at your connection to you, Dennis, and connect you to me. And he, they will show my stuff to Dennis because of our first level connection. And people don't get that; they don't understand that. So, a lot of times, people say, "Google Plus, does it work?" Well, that's how it works. If you get on there and connect to people, when they're searching for stuff, your product's going to come up in search. Simple as that.
0: So, it, it sounds like creating a Google Plus community is more efficient and productive than creating a Facebook group. Um, if I wanted to go out today and start my own Google Plus community, like what's uh, what's what advice do you have for for me to? do that
2: okay number one free course on Udemy okay we're talking about Udemy instructors here first thing is create a free course on Udemy on your subject okay make sure you link to that community in the end of your thing and also make sure that you have community events now Google's got uh, Udemy's guidelines are don't be selling people there. don't make the community about selling make the community about a place people can come and join and connect and be together and when you do that sales are gonna happen anyway because you're establishing expertise, create a free course, send out a promotional announcement, tell them something's going on in the community. And what will happen is that community will just slowly fill up over time. And you will just, because people will come, they don't care where it is. Or some people go, oh it's not on Facebook, you know, and cause it's not on Facebook. My granny's not going to, you know, I'll, I'll like to talk to my granny while I'm doing stuff, you know, it's irrelevant. People will come. So set the community up and then create a path back to the community. Instead of going to Facebook, Facebook is really good for communities, don't get me wrong. It's really good in the sense of you get people on there talking and engaging. There's no search engine benefit. And that's the, that's the core thing. If you want to have a long-term presence online, you're trying to build up a, a sense of expertise about who you are, then a community is always going to be you know, on Google. It's always going to help you more. And then there's collections as well. That's another little side thing. But com- community is a place to start.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I've got a link there too to your community that was shared out by Phil. I, I like how Blab now allows us to to pen these in the um, mm. open seat so people can click on that. So so Matt, did we want to move on and start talking about some of the ways like where, where Mark is actually marketing so people have an idea of where they can go?
0: Yeah, definitely go for that like yeah. actionable things. Good. Yeah,
1: just some of the places like um, where you're continuously marketing at. And I know that YouTube is one of those and you have uh, and then your whole branding that you have. To me, it looks like it reminds me of um, it probably dates me. AHA's um, take on me video with the black and white type characters. So maybe you can talk about that, Mark, a little bit.
2: Yeah, you got, you got, a, well, that's what we've got is branding and where we're marketing. Now, branding, uh, if we come back to that later, I just want to talk about YouTube first. Is that all right, guys? When it comes to YouTube, okay, so I'm a Udemy instructor. Let's think about, it. let's be logical about this. I'm a Udemy instructor. I'm teaching people where do people go when they want to learn something. Well, the broad category answer is a search engine. So when we're going to market, we make sure we market on a search engine. So when we look at a platform's viability, we have to look at it and think, is this a search engine? Now, we can use um, social media platforms like Facebook and stuff like that. We can use those things, but they're not good for search marketing. What they're going to be good for is announcing and promoting, and, and, and you have to put something up today and it's gone tomorrow, and you have to be very continuous in that. We can still use that. I'm not saying we don't use that, but in terms of marketing, Where are our potential students going to be searching for our stuff? It's going to be YouTube. We're educators. People are going to be on YouTube. So then what we have to do is we have to create a presence on YouTube. So my presence is YouTube, Google+. What's the connection? Google owns them. I'm trying to get found in search. That's what I'm trying to do. So YouTube. Now, what people do with YouTube, the biggest mistake people make with YouTube is you say, you need a YouTube presence. And they go, yep. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to go on YouTube, and then I'll see it in the forum, they'll say to me, yeah, I've been doing YouTube, but it hasn't worked. It doesn't work. And then I go and have a look at their YouTube channel, and they started it a year ago, and they've got four videos. And it's like, you know, okay, that ain't going to work. You know, you're not going to get, you know. I've got, if you're a full-time instructor, if you're a full-time instructor, I honestly believe you want to get the best out of YouTube. You've got to try and do one video a week. One video a week. You've got to keep feeding. You've got to keep um, growing. You know that that all that content and the way to understand it is like this: If you've got a field and you put one flower in that field, how many bees do you think you're going to get in a in a in an hour? You're probably going to get one bee, right? If you've got two bees, you might. if you've got two flowers, you might get two bees. If you've got 100 flowers, how many bees are you going to get? And this is the way it works, guys. Because the more videos you've got, the more search terms, and don't get me wrong, I'm not on about, I'm not just saying just put loads of, because some people do this, just dump loads of videos on YouTube. That's not a good idea either. What I'm talking about is very heavily optimized, promoted. We can talk about that quickly if you want as well. But, you know, you want to be putting one video a week on youtube i know it's going to be challenging for a lot of people but you need to find a way to produce that quickly and easily okay so it might be one blab a week it might be one blab this week and then a little video the next week it might be you know but you just got to set it up so you can do that once you've got that once you're consistent you just keep doing that and what happens is your presence exponentially over time will grow now you need to uh, sort of launch a youtube video but what's going to happen, you need to, have to get call to action. You need to grow your subscriber base. But what's going to happen over time is your presence is going to grow. And that's where people fail, Dennis. That's the biggest issue. They just, they don't continue with their marketing. You take this principle to your blogs. Maybe you don't do video stuff. Maybe you want to do a blog. Same principle. You've got to keep putting it out there. You've got to get it in front of people. And well, that's another subject. Mm-hmm. You've got to be consistent with it. You've got to keep doing it. And the way I uh, to sort of help people to understand this really quickly is like this. I am not, um, I'm a marketing company that sells digital products. Okay, so that's what I am. If you ask me what my business is, I'm a marketing company that sells digital products. Before this, I ran a photography company, but I wasn't a photography company. I was a marketing company that sold photography products. And what you've got to, when you're putting yourself out there online and you want to create online, because you are a marketing company that does something else. So I interrupt my marketing to make, create Udemy courses. And when you've got that mental attitude and the people are going to succeed on Udemy, and the people that love to market, like us free, we all love marketing, we've got a passion for it. When you've got that mindset, all your focus all the time is on marketing. Whereas most people, it's like, I'm going to create a course and make money. You don't make money from the course. The course will never make you money. It's the marketing that makes the money, not the course. So when people say, I'm not doing very well, I'm because you're not marketing. You're not doing the money-making thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Does that make sense?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's one of the reasons why. I wanted to bring you on because I saw one of your posts you were talking about that and I strongly believe in that because you know I have like the the group on Facebook so I get a lot of newer instructors asking me for advice and telling me they're not seeing any sales and the first thing I'm like where are you marketing at And they're not I'm like there's your answer (laughs) so yeah And, and you know like just real quick to bring up a point on video that People also for video is very powerful on Facebook that when I was promoting my book I uploaded a video that I had done and also my new uh, course that I did with Phil uh, took a introduction uh, the introduction video that we shot and uploaded it to my Facebook page and it allows you to hyperlink it to the course so people see the video and then at the end they see like a tag that says enroll now and they can click and take action and enroll in the course and a lot of people don't realize that you can do that and a lot of people are not taking advantage of that feature on Facebook
0: mm, mm, mm. and I just I love the long-term attitude that you have to to know to have the patience and discipline to continuously post uh, either one blog post at least a week, post one YouTube video, like love the long term so you can build momentum. And it, it's like trying to push a car, kind of, you, you know, you start off slow. And the only way that you're going to, it's going to get easier is if you um, are patient and wait for the momentum to build up. So that's kind of a simple analogy for, for the continuous marketing that you're trying to accomplish.
2: Yeah, you see, in my mind, you know, I've been online in—I in, think it's 14 years—been running businesses online. I just know, you know, it's the hare and the tortoise. You know, it's the old analogy: the tortoise wins the race. In this business, the tortoise wins the race. I knew to me, the tortoise wins the race. You know, one of my top-selling courses. Um, you know, I put on new me. I was talking about this the other day. First six months, didn't do didn't do a single thing. It's hardly selling at all. It was a great course. Um, and then one day, it just switched on. And it became one of the top selling courses in its category. And it's one of my top earners. And and all it was is I just kept being diligent. I just kept that diligence, kept pushing stuff out, kept doing stuff. And all of a sudden, one tiny thing happens and a spark goes and the whole thing goes up in flames. Do you get me? And you're just trying to find the spark sometimes. You're just trying to find what's the spark. And it's only by doing it continuously, guys. But the only reason we get any good at marketing is because we've been continually failing at it. We, we've been bad at it. You know, we've wasted our time doing stuff. That hasn't worked, right? We've all had that experience. And that's that's the thing you have to continuously do. It. But if you've got that 18, 12 to 18-month mindset, if you come to me and think you're going to be earning a full-time income in three months, you know, unless you've got iOS 11 course, you know, ready in the wings, you know, that ain't going to happen. It's going to take you 12 to 18 months to develop a full-time income, you know? And it ain't going to happen. You just get, get out of your head. You ain't going to do it one course either. You know, unless you've got a really, really, really strong course, and they're really hard to create, trust me. We all know that. We've all tried, right?
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's like I've been on Udemy since July, and I put my first course up there, and I made $14 the first month. And then, of course, you start seeing the steady increase, and you start figuring things out like, oh, if I add a second course and now I market it, cross-promote it to the people in the first course, oh, wow, I just made some more money, so maybe I should add a third course. And, oh, I put something out on YouTube or a blog post and I'm seeing traffic coming in. So all of those things start connecting, you know, the pieces of the puzzle and all of that, and it starts to work. And But if you just put out a course and you just don't do anything, you're not going to see um, – uh, big sales. You might see some trickle in here and there, but you know, with this new um, price structure and all of that, it could be different because it, now we're a little more on the same playing field. With prices are not that far mm-hmm. off. You don't mm-hmm. have like a mm-hmm. a, a three hundred dollars course versus if they're looking at all of the different elements. They're looking at your landing page. They're looking at your intro video. How many students are enrolled? What kind of reviews? What is the price? And then determining which course that they're going to pick by seeing all of those different elements. At least I know that that's how I shop. So hey, Phil, um, Evan, have you guys investing any time posting video on Facebook? I feel like Facebook keeps uh, teasing about wanting to compete with YouTube on video but he doesn't see it happening. I was just going to chime in real quick, and then you guys can add uh, your thoughts on it. I I think that video is actually that there's more video being shared now on Facebook than YouTube. Directly Uh, to Facebook, sorry. Yeah, and it's just Facebook is not set up like YouTube is, where people actually search for videos, Mm -hmm. so you don't go – uh, you, you don't go on Facebook looking for a video from your favorite band or or how to do something. But I would imagine that we're going to see that at some point with Facebook. It, they're working on a lot of different stuff. I know that they just had their F8 conference, and they're talking about bots where you can use Facebook Messenger to be able to order Pizza, flowers, stuff like that. I would imagine that you'll be able to search Facebook with Messenger, too. Um. I look at
2: it, guys, and I'll predict now in 18 months you'll be paying for those videos to be on there. Yeah. That's that's what Facebook do. You know, that's how they got us all with. Well, I didn't get me because I'd never invested heavily in Facebook, but I've got a lot of people to brand pages. You need a business page. You need a business page. Everyone goes out, yeah, I'm on Facebook. I'm a business, and da, 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 and then. Hang on, we're only going to show twenty percent of your posts to your followers, and then it's ten, and then it's six, and that's two percent. Oh, you want them to see it? Oh, you have to pay for it. That's where they going. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's so, that's true. Like, sure. <laughs> that's
0: that's so going. true. That's so true. That's why I don't care to like build Facebook pages. I'd rather just build like no. an email list where like I understand why I have to pay for this, but mm-hmm. like I'm working so hard to get uh, people onto my Facebook page. And then on top of that, I have to pay for them to see what I'm posting. It just, I'd rather just go on Google Plus, right? Yeah. Or have a Facebook group. Yeah. That,
2: Facebook groups are very powerful. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I think if you're going to do anything on Facebook and you're okay with not getting those searches, Facebook groups are really, really powerful for creating awareness around your expertise. Now this comes to a really important point. Now you brought something really important there, Matt. You said newsletter list. We haven't talked about that. If you if you when you look at my YouTube channel, do you know what I use my YouTube channel for? To build my email list. Okay, so that's really important. I'm not using it, I'm not I'm gonna try some experiments with the new pricing, but I'm not primarily trying to get YouTube to bring me money, to bring me sales. That's not how I'm using it. And I just want to explain that if that's all right with you guys for a little bit, because the thing to understand is okay. So Let's come back to what we're trying to do. We're trying to do search. When it comes to Phil's question, am I investing time in Facebook? No, not at all. There's not a search engine in the videos. For me, you know, if you can show me a way to do it real quick, it's going to take me five minutes of my time, and I'm going to get a long-term, long-tail search benefit out of that, I'll do it. If I'm not going to get a long-tail search benefit, it's going to disappear tomorrow, and I'm going to get 30 people comment on it, that's a waste of time for me. I'd rather stick the same video on YouTube and over a year have 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 views on it lead back to my product but here's the thing when you build up a a social following online okay and this is if you can get this this is really 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 powerful and we're coming back to search engines we're coming back to, to, to thinking in terms of search engines my following i i am not trying to extract money from my following okay when people follow me and they engage with me and they like my stuff they are going to be doing something else for me. What they're actually going to be doing is sending signals to Google so that when someone else comes along who wants to buy something, my following are giving me the signals that I need to actually then make that sale. So when you build up a following and a community and you're just helping, you're not trying to sell to them, what's going to happen is you're going to start seeing benefits in search. What do I mean by that? Let me give you an example. I put a new video on YouTube, okay? If we put, you you just, if you just launch a video tomorrow on YouTube and we both have the same video, I guarantee if that video gets you 50 views, if we do the same sort of video, I can guarantee pretty much within a week I've got three, four, 500 videos on the same thing when you've got 50 to 100. And the reason is this. Because I, when I produce useful, relevant content for my followers, I'm putting it out there. They go and watch it. My subscribers on YouTube go and watch my stuff. My engagement rate is high. People watch my stuff. What that then means is when someone's searching, I'm sending all these signals. Look, hey, we've got people here. Every time I put something out, they like it. They watch it. They engage with it. That's a really strong SEO signal. And then... Someone comes along, they find it, and I'm in a really strong place. And what it is, your audience lifts you up in search. Different ways, traffic to your website. So what would I do? So I've got a newsletter list, you know, and it's not massive. It's for it's for online instructors, so it's not a huge list. If I send out a new video, it's really useful. Do you know what I do? I let them know my newsletter list. I let them know my social channel. I let people know that it's there. My subscribers get a notification from YouTube. That content gets watched gets promoted in search people can find it they can come back to me so you're following if you don't if you treat them as people you help keep engaged and are useful for you will get a benefit back in terms of they will drive SEO metrics for you and that's really powerful to understand because as starving Udemy instructors we're always tempted to just go straight for the juggler and get the sale but if we actually just become really useful and relevant They're going to lift us up in search because we're benefiting them. They're going to love our stuff. They're going to help us get it out there. They're going to reshare it. They're going to plus one it. They're going to like it. They're going to comment. They're going to send all these signals. Content rises. Now you're going to get sales.
0: So, So it's literally like your karma is rising and like you get, like, you know how they always say like if you're, If you do something for like somebody else and then it'll just come back to you. So that's literally like if you add value to a group of people, then Google raises your SEO and then the next person who doesn't know you yet might be more likely to buy because you're on page one and a huge like influencer in that space now.
2: Yeah, and you've got social following, you've got social proof, you've got reviews, you've got great reviews on your courses, you've got all these people, and these don't get me wrong, these people will want to buy from you, but that's not your primary objective. A primary objective of an audience is not to extract the money. The primary objective of an audience is deliver them value so that they will then lift you up. That's how it works.
1: Hmm, yeah, I think so. I mean... It's so tough sometimes not to be in that um, mode, sell, 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 <clears throat> especially if it's somebody who is um, where maybe me is your primary income and you've got rent due, you've got bills that are due, and so your mindset, you're thinking about, I've got to generate income to pay these kind of things instead of just going into that mode like, I'm going to share this, I'm going to add content, I'm going to do videos, I'm going to make sure that I'm linking it to my blog. And and that was one of the questions that I had, I'm sure. Do, do you have a blog that you tie all of that stuff all together with your your mel, your email list and your YouTube videos and all of that? Uh, no, I treat uh, – no, I've got a blog for my mm-hmm. IV stuff. So when I do
2: a blog, which is maybe uh, – a fortnight once a month for the ov community that stuff like the the dinesh thing that will go on there and so i've got that that'll that'll go out there but i'm not using a blog in the terms of my primary marketing vehicle and the reason why i'm not doing that is because video content is the most is for me the quickest for me to produce because i've set myself up to do that actually quicker for me to do a video than a blog almost sort of thing um the type of people that are going to want online instruction, want to consume video anyway. Mm -hmm. So, and here's the thing, you've got to decide. And here's the decision on this, because the, the question we're really asking here is, if I've got a blog and I've got YouTube, okay, which of those do I want, to position in search? Which search engine do I want to take advantage of? And that's the real question here, Dennis. Mm -hmm. Am I trying to compete in Google search or am I trying to compete in YouTube search? So a a blog is going to compete in uh, Google search, right? Mm -hmm. That's where we're positioning it. A video is going to compete in YouTube search. Which one of those do you think is the hardest search engine to compete in?
1: Probably Google
2: yes because anyone can blog not anyone can put quality video content out there so i could take my youtube video put it on my blog and share my blog out there and drive traffic to my blog Mm -hmm. or i can put my youtube video on youtube and then when i promote it promote direct to youtube now When they go through that video, they're going to get a a card from the end, and it's going to say, go sign up. I'm going to tell them in my video, go to my website. So I'm sending them there anyway. But my primary uh, platform is not my blog, not my website. It's YouTube, and I use YouTube to divert people back to my website. And there I can direct them to my Udemy courses, Hmm. my free content. You'll see on my website, I'm pushing mostly free stuff all the time newsletter 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 and then those people on my newsletter will help me lift me up does that make sense
1: yeah and plus if you're doing that with um youtube then you're going to rank higher in google searches for your youtube videos anyway because since google owns youtube that's typically uh what shows up first in a search uh, you know for specific keywords
2: absolutely Absolutely. So you're gonna you're gonna get that search, and remember, then because I'm connected on Google Plus, because you're connected on me Google Plus, you've got personalized search as well. You're gonna see my Google Plus as well in your search stream. So you're gonna see my Google Plus. You can see my YouTube. You know, I, I was um there was a, a it was a it was a while ago, and there was a, a friend of mine went to a, a training social media marketing training sort of event, and uh, they was they just typed in something in the search and they were teaching Google+, but they didn't really know what they were talking about, but they were teaching it, and you'll understand why I say that in a minute, because they're there, and they search, and they search for a term, and they're like, that's Mark. Mark's like, look, you must be like page position three or four. That's Mark on my homepage. Like, that's amazing. How did he get there? You know?" And they're typing something like "You know, Google+, Plus tips, and there I am. And they're blown away, and they're just thinking I'm the biggest expert in the world. But it's personalized search, guys. It's because he was connected to me. He got shown my results. People don't. And this is the thing you need to understand. Your audience doesn't know that. If you connect to people and you've got this big relationship and they search for stuff, you're going to be on page one of Google in their mind. Mm -hmm. Because it's a personalized search. (laughs) Yeah. But are you with me? Now, here's the thing. YouTube is a personalized search. Google Plus is personalized. And all the results you see in Google search, unless you switch it to incognito, unless you switch um, on your Google Chrome browser, you can see a little figure in a a world. If you click to world, that's going to be pretty much an incognito. But if you click to think, that's a personalized search. So what you're doing is you're narrowing down the options of your connections when they search for stuff so that they see yours. You see how it works? It's powerful stuff, isn't it, guys? Mm -hmm. They see your stuff. They see your stuff. They think you're the, you know, the biggest thing since sliced bread. Whose stuff are they going to buy? You see sort of more comfortable.
1: Well, that's just, sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you there. I thought you were no, finished with your thought. <laughs> I get very
2: enthusiastic,
1: Dennis. You have to oh, I was just going to say when I logged into Google+, because I was going to try to go over and get the uh, link for your community over there, the first thing that showed me was you had posted about this blab and that's because of our connection on google Mm -hmm. plus and probably the proximity to the um maybe the time or something like that 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 I knew that that was coming up around this time and put that right there in front of me so i would see that
2: Mm -hmm. so can you see when it comes to marketing guys we've got to think in terms of search engine marketing so that means understanding how search works how we can impact search and how we can put stuff out there so that and how our audience lifts us up and what's going to happen in the end is when someone else comes looking for us, you know, we only all I need then is is one of your friends to be connected to you, you know, and when I say connected, they've only got to have a Google account. Most people have a Google account. They do a search. It's not just Google Plus. They'll do a search and the search results will be filtered based on our connection, but Google will establish that connection for Google Plus a lot of times so as the strongest signal. But that's, that's why I say when people say about marketing, you've got to be continuous. You've got to get out there. You've got to put that stuff out there so that people can find you when they're looking for you. And that's the key. If you've got that in the back of your mind, it will change the way you market completely.
0: Uh, honestly, it's changing the way like my, my mindset towards marketing too, just how Google search works and how personalized it is. I didn't necessarily know all the details that you're talking about. Um, I assume… If we're just talking, if we're focusing in a different kind of lens, Udemy search doesn't work anything like that, I, I assume, right? Uh, how, how does, if I want to improve my Udemy search ranking, how would I go about doing that?
2: Again, get some sales. <laughs> uh, look, that's the core, guys. You can do SEO. Scott does got an excellent course. You can do your SEO. You can do that till the cows come home. But there's one guy out there who annoys me to death, another instructor, because he's got a, a four-star course.
0: Is it me? It goes above
2: <laughs> my. No, no, it's not you, Matt. It's got a four. It's not you either, Dennis. I've just checked the audience. No, it's not in the audience. Uh, <laughs> I won't name and shame. But they've got a four. They've got a four-star course. With I've got one of my courses got so many. I'm not going to say because people will figure out who it is and which course it is. But I've got so many. I'll say I've got ten percent more reviews. His is four star, mine are five stars, and yet he's three positions above me in search. And my title's even better SEO than his. Why? Because, you know, the guy knows how to sell stuff. Yeah. Are you with me? He, 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 he's, got, he's got a big following on Udemy. So he does a promo. Do you know what happens? Loads of people buy his stuff. He goes above me in search. Mm-hmm. As was as that guy, so we've got to be thinking. This is why we have to market because mm-hmm. we have to create our own sales. Because if we can create sales outside, we can drive sales from outside to our universe. So it's going to lift us up in the algorithm.
1: It does. So that's why
2: we need to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I know that from personal experience with a book uh, launching it a few weeks ago with on Amazon. Same thing with their search algorithms that. Um, my book made it to number one as Udemy as a keyword went ahead of Alan Hill's Udemy book for a while. Now I think it's like below it again, but if I went in and did a massive push, it would probably drive it up to number one again. So we have to think about that kind of.
2: Thing. Yeah, think about it. What course is Udemy going to put at the top of the category? Isn't it, guys, it's not the best quality course. Because I've got courses, and I look at the courses above mine. Obviously, I've got a slight bias, and I think my courses are much better—better better video quality, better, you know, the philosophy of what I'm teaching is better, my structure is better, my promos better, my is better—and yet they're above me because of the sales. And so, what people do are oh, well, oh, I can't do anything about that. Might as well give up. You know, I'm never going to beat them. No, you just got to get better at marketing than them. You know, you need to market to them. You need to get out there and market your stuff so that you get sales. And if you can trick it, if you I mean sorry, if you can trip it, you can trip those sales, that's gonna trigger the algorithm. It really is as simple as that. So do lots of YouTube videos, be very clear about who you are, get people back, give them discounts, promote it, get them on there, get some sales, thingy. You remember Jerry Banfield when he was really successful. Do you know what he did that nobody else did? We know there's I'm not talking about some things we might frown upon now because the rules have changed but I'm talking about do you know what he did he spent an absolute fortune advertising his courses
0: and he I got mean, lots I, of
2: sales. and do you
0: know I saw he, I saw that on various different websites just banfields uh hacking course that he didn't really do yeah. that much with but yeah oh. so
2: he'll, he'll just go and he'll just go out and spend 10 grand on advertising just do that i'll go spend 10 grand on our advertiser now it's caught this course at the top of search
0: wow okay wait so sorry Uh, a couple people asked a couple questions um what do you think what do you think of launching a course of twenty dollars then increasing it to 30 and seeing if sales increase on it or not somebody good creative asked yeah
2: um hmm. I just think that's just, that's just, that's just, that's a step away from where we are. But if we just think about that's the pricing and I think long term in the marketplace, ask you a question. There's a four star course for $20 and there's a five star course for 35 Which one will you buy?
0: Are you asking, you're, you're asking, yeah, asking the, asking the
2: you audience, guys, right? Yeah. Oh, you're asking us. I'm them. testing you two guys. There's a four-star course on your subject, $20. There's a five-star course. No, actually, let me do it a different way. Let me come away from courses because you're too familiar with courses. Let's go to Amazon. Okay. Now, there's a, there's a, there's a little compact camera for $150, yeah, and it's got four-star reviews. There's another camera. There's two hundred dollars, and it's full five star reviews. Which one do you buy?
0: Oof,
1: probably I'm the one with the um, more stars. But uh-huh. but I mean, like for me personally, I I I go a little bit more into it than just looking at the the stars because I will look at. Um, if it was ranked five stars or whatever, I'll look at, like, how many one stars, how many three stars, and I'll look at some of those lower ones to see why mm-hmm. those people gave it a lower rating. Then choose, because then I might go with uh,
0: the four stars. Wait, how much was the four-star camera again? I forget.
2: 150.
0: I'm, I might go with the cheaper one if it has, like, over 2,000 reviews and the average is, is four stars. I, I might I might go with the cheaper one.
2: Okay. Okay. But and what, what just happened was price wasn't the primary factor. Do you know what it was? What other people said about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how many reviews yeah. it was.
2: And yeah, so you both went to what are other people see? So you both said the same thing. Well, what are other people saying? That's the thing. So when it comes to price, people look at you me, and they're still thinking in terms of the way there was a the market. It's the marketplace now. It's no longer so much about price. It's more about the perceived value of your course. And that is expressed by other people, not yourself. So when people, like if you look at me, I'm trying a couple of different things. You can see my pricing at the moment. I've got a couple of my, you know, bet, my best-selling courses. They're stuck at $35. So I've stuck them right in the middle. You know, they're not 10-hour courses. So I'm not going to stick them at 50. And then I've got my sort of photography courses and they're all stuck around 20, 25. So I'm testing both ends, so I'm testing at the moment, I've got enough courses, i have got 26 paid courses, I've got enough courses to actually test this, so I, what I'm finding is, there's no, there's no clear indicator, in fact my better, my better courses sell more than my lower courses, and I'm much more likely to get an organic sale on what's perceived as my better quality courses, because they've got really high reviews, and they, they're up there in search. And when they look at my reviews, we're talking 4.8. So what I'm saying is this. If you've got a 4.8 course and above, guys, charge $35. If you've got a few reviews, maybe start at 20 but you you need to get those reviews up. Be with me. It's Mm -hmm. not about the price. The reviews will tell other people what your course is actually worth. And that's the way to think. And we can't look at Udemy as a basis because there's no data yet what we have to look at is we have to look at how Amazon works and Kindle and things like that. How do they work? You know, what are the best selling courses? How are their prices? And every single time it's that social proof is going to drive how much you can charge for that product.
1: Yeah. I, that, you know, that was one thing that I was kind of worried about when I was setting some of my prices is looking at what other people with similar courses were pricing. There's that. And it seemed like most people, have started off at at $20 and then just kind of waiting to fill things out on how things go. But like you said, you know, if you've got the reviews and the proof, then why not, you know, bring it up a little bit more in price because you said that they're going to be – people are going to be, if they see my course, a Udemy marketing course for $25 or $30 and they see another for $20 – they're not going to just automatically just jump at the twenty dollars. They're going to say, "Well, this one has sixty f- reviews, and those reviews everybody's giving in favorable reviews. So I- why not spend an extra five, ten dollars if it's going to bring me course. value?" Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it a better course? Am I going to spend? So what I do is I look. A- so I take each course. I'll do a primary keyword search. I'll look at how it's competing. Does that make sense? Who it's competing against, and then I will look at okay. So if they're on, if they're four, if they're four and a half stars, and I'm if they're four point four, and I'm four point eight, I'm charging mine five dollars more, ten dollars more.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that
2: make sense? If they're four stars and mine's five stars, I think now if I'm if my course hasn't got very many reviews, I'll just drop it down because I want I need to get some sales and reviews on that but so it depends where it is so if it's a new course maybe get it out there at 20 get it out there get it promoted get people in get some reviews going that's the key but once that once you actually build up the reviews and you start you got you've got to look at where the uh, the other courses on udemy are actually in relation to yours and then you start pricing it based on the competition where you are if you don't think in terms of undercutting all the time, I think I think that's where people go with pricing. They think if I undercut everybody, I'll get more sales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if just have a look, just have a look. Find, next time you look at a course, <laughs> just think about it. Think about which one would you buy? Do you get me? Yeah. It's it, a it, Dennis I and I. Because
0: with the old pricing, it was like a race to the bottom, and now at least if it's a race to the bottom on you to me now, it's it's uh. Technically ten dollars, so it's, it's a it's a better race to the bottom than one dollar. <laughs> yeah. Well, what,
2: what you ever think? The other thing is now, guys, we've got just on this one is you got to think now. People keep saying that you do. We have cut the prices. They haven't cut the prices. They've put the prices up. We know the real prices have been put up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That means it's hard to sell courses because the minimum we can sell it for now is. Ten dollars. Did you get me? We can offer a ten-dollar coupon on a twenty-dollar course. And we've got to make a ten-dollar sale. They've actually reduced the price. If you're actually realistic about what you used to get on on, on Udemy, you know, I would be able to sell a, launch a course at five dollars, seven dollars, nine dollars, and get it out there and get some and get some good traffic on it. Can't do that now it's harder because they've effectively really the real price has been raised. Now I know there's some outliers and the people that can get 100 dollars $152, 300 dollars a course on a regular mm-hmm. basis. But we're not we're not producing those courses here, I don't think. Yeah. mean? We're producing courses that have got to compete in a competitive marketplace.
1: Yeah. I, I you know I never understood though like when I came to Udemy and stuff like when they had the $10 sales and stuff like that and people um, you know had their uh, complaints on like $10, like paying $10 for a course. And I'm taking college classes, like just, you know, non-credit college classes for a summer type course for four weeks at $150. So when, you know, even at $10, it's such a good deal to, that you could at least learn a few things out of a course at $10 that it's going to, give you much more return on your investment after you've taken that course.
0: Mm. I've mm. taken college classes and I'm getting better information for free here today. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: <laughs> But when, but, but when, when we come back to like all this, the, the pricing and the marketing and you know, when, so how do we now, how, what's the focus on what's, what we've got to do now. See, we've got to market us, not the price. And that's where people are going to, you know, really struggle. So we've got to give away our expertise for free. This is what we're doing right now. Do You know, somebody someday is going to see this blog and go and buy one of my courses. Are you with me? So what you've got to do is we've got to get into the habit of marketing our expertise. Be very clear about who we want to be. Awesome. And we all struggle with this because we all want to be, you know, I, I, I'm a, I've got commercial photography skills. I can do that. You know, I can do marketing. At the moment, I'm focused on helping online course creators do their marketing. I'm niching down. But I could just go broad on marketing, online marketing if I wanted to. But I have to pick, I have to choose, I have to identify. And then it's about marketing yourself. And people get uncomfortable with that because they can have low self-esteem or low self-image. When we say that, we need to clarify that. And we say you have to market your expertise. And the only way you can do that, the only way you can do that in a world that doesn't know anything about you. You have to, at the beginning, educate them for free, or you have to educate them to a certain level for free. That makes sense, and that's yeah. why we have to market now. We, you know, our website it should be very clear about, you know, what that is about, what the offering is we're selling there. You know, who are we trying to be? Who are we? You know, guys, you're doing these blabs every every week. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You know, it's very clear about who you're trying to be, and other people need to take lessons from that. I just people just don't market. You know, if you if if some people spend as much time marketing as they did whinging about no sales, and I don't mean to be hard, but it's like
1: do you get me? Yeah. They're doing great. Yeah. You know. Uh, I agree. Yeah. And we're, we're not trying to be mean spirited or anything like that. It's just that we're just trying to drive the fact or the point that you have to make an effort to see this kind of stuff happen. And once you do, then you get that good feeling of like, wow, it's working. Maybe I should do more of this. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why, like, you know, when Blab um, came around, you know, one of the things that I do is just get out there more. And I've done that with my group, my books and stuff like that i I don't do that necessarily with like the um dollar sign hanging over my head with that in mind. I do it because I love sharing this information with other people and letting them know how to do things the right way so that they see uh, results. And it might not be a lot right away, but if you continue to focus on things like Mark has done with his community that he built, we talked about that earlier, that it's important to build a community of followers. And then also the video on YouTube and then making sure that you connect it back to where you want people to go. In this case, we're talking about Udemy, uh, but it could be done with anything. It could be done with online courses, a business, a website. I use it to generate traffic for my websites that I run. So all good valid points. What I wanted to your focus is mostly on Google Plus and YouTube, but are you watching some of these emerging communities out there just to see if maybe you at some point you can fit it into what you're doing. Cause there, there could be a shift. We all know what happened with MySpace. It could, you know, Facebook might be gone, you know, a few years from now, you never know. Snapchat just overtook Instagram. I just saw a mm-hmm. report cause that's where the teens are going. So you kind of always have to, I think, focus on what you're doing, but also um, keep your eyes out ahead to see what's going on out there. Because if you don't, yeah. you could be left in the dark. So well, I
2: think this ties into mapping the buyer journey, guys. So we've got to map the buyer journey. Now, first of all, for me, it's very simple. When I look at these emissions platforms, are they search engines? Are they
1: search
2: engines? That's no, it. That's that's-
1: because I was thinking about that when you were talking about that.
2: Yeah, so, what, so they're useful for something, but they're not useful for dedicating all your marketing. Now, one of the things I teach is what's the Ada marketing funnel. So you go from attention, interest, desire, action. So you go for a buy the buyer journey. So when somebody buys something, this is the journey they go through. The first thing they're going to do is something's going to get their attention. So next, last time you bought, you know, a gadget, say you bought your iPad, something got your attention, you thought, "Oh, that'd be nice. And then the next thing after that, you start to develop some interest. So there was a little boom, what's that? The next thing was, oh, this is interesting. What's this? Then the next step after that in the buyer journey is desire. Oh, actually, now I want that. Now, have you ever seen this? Have you ever seen something that's expensive that you can't quite afford? <laughs> <Do you want?
1: laughs> a Tesla.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you, and then but have you ever made that place where you have then moved to action so you go attention interest now you got this desire and then you go action and you go right somehow i'm gonna get that have you ever had that experience i'm gonna buy that i used to be terrible with my camera photography photography equipment we get what you call gearless huh? no i've got to get that okay i've got to figure out how am i going to do this can't afford it i need to figure something out i need to get that some it's action so this is the this is the, the way people buy it, is attention interest, desire, action. So attention content, where does attention content fit? So if I want to get someone to go through that, if I've got a map that buyer journey, if I've got to take them from attention, interest, desire, action, I have to match my marketing to that journey. Does that make sense? So. The other thing about marketing is when, you, when you're when you taking someone through a buyer journey, there's two types of perception of what a buyer journey is. There's the buyer journey you, you know, mug someone, you hit them over the head and you drag them down and you trick them. That's that's one method of marketing that people use. Do you get me? I'm going to trick you into buying this, you know, and there's, there's lots of wisdom on the internet, you know, how you're going to manipulate someone into buying your stuff. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is there's a natural buyer journey when something, somebody wants something, they're going to go through. It's not manipulative. What you're doing is matching your content to that journey. So, long-winded answer, Dennis. But what that basically means is this. Where does Snapchat come in? Can I put interest content? So, attention content for me is social media. That's it. So where I flashed out this blab today, that's attention. Hey, attention guys, look, Twitter, Facebook, attention. Interest. We're well, on blab right now. This is an interest platform. This is where we talk and people develop interest. Mm-hmm. Desire. Okay, guys, now I've got, let me just do this right now. I've got a newsletter, I give tips on them bonuses. I give tips, I share on my newsletter for online structures I don't share anywhere else. In fact, I'm gonna put the link here. Okay. So if I just pop that link in the side, um, I'm actually gonna I'm actually going through the thing. A lot of people on here already on in, in the chat are already on my newsletter list. I recognize them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll draw I'll draw on the I'm I'm looking forward to it.
2: <laughs> okay, so we've got so I put that in there. Uh we can share can we share that?
0: Yeah, I was gonna
1: try. I'm glad that you did that because I can't get there. Finally okay. something so, new so on okay, there. Guys.
2: What you can do now, guys, is if you go and click on uh, that on the homepage, on my homepage, you're going to see loads of free stuff. You're going to see newsletter, online newsletter. You're also going to see some free training. So if you want to learn about YouTube, you want to learn about video marketing, um, you want to learn about some social media, and you want to learn some basic steps to get going on Udemy, go and check that out. Free courses there. Also, you're going to find a link to the OV community. You can join that. And you can also get access to my premium content if you're ready to go that step and you really want to get serious about online education, invest a little bit of money and get good at it, then go check that out. It's all on that page, that link I've put there.
0: This this isn't is this teachable or is it something else? No, no, this is my
2: website. Well what it is, when you go, I've got teachable and my website. So I've got teachable on a subdomain, but my main website is actually on Squarespace. Love Squarespace. Really simple, easy to use. Looks but really good. I, yeah, what I just did there, guys, was I just oh, this is interest, and I've just said you can get some desire content, you can get some free stuff behind my newsletter wall. So, if you want my free training or you want my newsletter where I'm going to i share stuff on there and give you the insights into the, what I'm really doing inside my business, go there, get my newsletter, sign up for that, you know, keep on top of all the latest stuff or whatever you say. Go to the end of any of my recent YouTube videos, you can see me saying the same thing my call to action. So yeah. now. Someone's gone attention, they've gone interest in the blab. Now we've given them a link to desire. They take the desire link. Now they're on my newsletter. Okay. So now they're on my newsletter. That's my place where I really share, really open up. You only a place I probably open up the same as my community, but I really, really open up in my newsletter. And I will share stuff that I won't tell anywhere else. So that's where I open that up. Now those people that sign up to my newsletter, they tend to be my most committed engaged followers. When I share something to those people, they go and watch it. So that's desire. And then, but every single email you're going to see that I send out when you sign up to my newsletter. So sign up even if you want to see how to sell a Udemy course in the newsletter, guys. In the footer of that newsletter is an offer. And if you go in my newsletter, you can get any of my courses today, you'll get 25% off discount just for signing up the newsletter. And you'll see that link in the bottom of my newsletter list. And the only people that get it that are my current students on my newsletter list. So they've got access to a 25% discount at the time. Um,
1: yeah, that's a, you know, I like that. I just signed up for your newsletter because I like following other newsletters to see what other people are doing. So then I can adjust maybe what I, I'm i either doing right or not doing right. Uh, The other thing that I was going to say, I just, I lost my train of thought there. But, um, oh, with the uh, newsletter, Matt was mentioning it earlier that we have to remember, like, you know, when you're thinking about a Facebook page versus a newsletter, Facebook owns their website, and at any time they could say you're gone or your page is gone. I've seen stories of that happening. You own your mailing list. Now you do have to remember to back up your mailing list at times because it's out on a server somewhere and there are companies like Mailchimp or whatever if you do stuff the wrong way and you spam, they can say bye-bye. So you need to make sure that you're setting up maybe a regular schedule like every month and and backing that stuff up because my list is approaching 2000 and these are quality leads that I built from my book release and my new course on um, Udemy, and I haven't backed those up yet. So I'm just saying that as a reminder to you and myself that it's a good idea to mm. always back up.
2: And let's, let's just be honest with ourselves, guys. Udemy, one day, you turn around and say, you guys smell. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to subcontract all our training to professional things only do you get me if you want to get a course on now you're going to have to jump through these massive hoops you've got to be certified we don't know what's coming in the future you don't have that email yeah. list you know so mm-hmm. you don't have the email list you don't own anything so but when we go through that buyer's journey again so attention interest desire action what's going to happen is social media is attention content anywhere there's a search engine is interest blabs a search engine by the way it doesn't work very well but it is a search engine <laughs> yeah um so that's why i take it off there and i put it on my on my youtube channel when i do a blab because youtube is a much more efficient search engine and people are actually searching for more stuff but this is actually mm-hmm. a search engine as it grows time it's gonna be good yeah um, so I know you got interest and then desire content, the desire stuff is that's where you share with your intimate following so that's going to be your newsletter and then your action content is going to be delivered in your uh, newsletter to those people or you can actually create action content like on your YouTube video and that's another subject. But what I'm trying to say is this, you have to think in terms of the buyer's journey. So I see this all the time social media uh, people advising people on social media you need to be on Twitter you need to be on Facebook you need to there's no marketing funnel in place there's no why are you posting on Facebook why where are they going to who are you what you know what they gonna what, what are they gonna achieve by reading your stuff where's it going what can they buy And I see this and I'm, you know, Google Plus is Google Plus got a lot of marketing people on there. It's a great place guys to sign up and follow and learn marketing, by the way. Just there's some really top people on there. And, but I see other people on Google Plus and they're just like every day they're just putting stuff out and they think that sheer weight of attention content is marketing. If it doesn't lead in a funnel, if the buyer can't take their journey to your course, if they can't map their journey. To your product, to buying your product, is pointless. You know, it's pointless. It's a complete waste of time. It's like people that just churn out interest content. You can do the same. Okay, so you've got all these videos on YouTube. Do you have a call to action at the end? Are you with me? Do you yeah. have a call to action. It tells people exactly what the next step is if they want to move to the desire phase. Can they go and get your newsletter? Is there? something that you can give them is there a pdf they can get they can go and sign up you want to take them to that next step every piece of content should have a destination it's leading to next and what people tend to do is they go attention action so i'm going to go on facebook buy my stuff who are you are you with me and that's what we've got to do so we map the buyer journey to um, our marketing funnel and it sounds complicated, but it isn't. You just got to be very intelligent. So what I would say, how do you do this? Create your digital content. So that's your action content. Okay. Create your newsletter. Get on active campaign. Get on um, whichever one you particularly use. Start building the newsletter. Start creating interest content, a blog, videos, put that out there and then share that with attention. So what happens is you build it in reverse. So if you've got Udemy course, you've already done the first step. You've got your action content, you've got your digital product. The next step after that is, okay, so now I need to build my newsletter, I need to set that system up. Now I need to make my interest content, so now I need to do my blogs and my videos, get my sign-up. Guys, a little tip for you, if you want people on your newsletter, just give PDFs away. I've just released a new email marketing course, go and check that out. Give people PDFs, it's magic. Don't understand how it happens, it's magic. Give people a PDF, they give you their email, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> they just doing. it's really simple PDFs as well. It's just magic, you know. Um, and, and then, obviously, and then you start working on social media. So, I'm here now. I'm talking about stuff. I can point people. I'm actually, we're in the interest phase. I can actually point people to the desire phase because the system is already there. And the other thing is this. People are often frightened to ask for the sale, guys. And I, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, I hate the way he swears. I think it really diminishes his message. But when it it. comes... Yeah, no, I really don't like it. When it comes to his understanding of online marketing, he's right. You know, his book, Jab, Jab, Right Hook. What you're doing is you're putting stuff out there. You you jab, 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 put stuff out. And every now and again, you're going to say... If you're on my newsletter list, every now and again, you're going to go, hey, guys, new course. Here you go. I'm gonna ask you for the sale. I'm gonna ask you because you're on a buyer journey and for me to ask you for the sale is not inappropriate. For me to say to you, buy from me now. I've already proved the transaction value of what I'm doing. Nothing wrong in that. Don't be frightened to ask for the sale. But really, really important guys, we start thinking about marketing, that buyer journey and how we map our marketing, our funnel to that buyer journey. And once you start doing that really exciting it's really interesting it's really powerful you put out a video it's almost exciting for me to put out a youtube video and check my watches on that and it is to watch my sales for the day on udemy (laughs) (laughs) a bit sad but you know you start putting stuff out there and you you get excited because you're like well i'll put two videos out and look i've already got 113 um subscribers on youtube from them you know and i only did that last week and you're like wow this really works so if i just put out another one i'll get another Fifty subscribers from that one next week, and 50, are you with me? It just really starts rolling on. It gets exciting. Yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: How you
0: get to how you get to leverage all the value that all the free value that you're adding, leveraging it by making a plan and having a sales funnel and and all the good stuff that you've been talking about. Do, mm-hmm. so do the, the key
2: thing is guys, get get him, get them on YouTube. If you're an instructor, here's simple: get them on YouTube from YouTube, take them to your newsletter, sign up. So really simple to do that. It's not hard. Do a video, create a PDF that goes with that video. So like for you, Dennis, right now. Okay, so what Dennis is going to do, he's going to give you the top 10 tips of what we've been talking about today. He's going to create it as a PDF. If you're watching this on YouTube in the future, you know, click on the link below. There's a PDF, go and get that top 10 tips, download that, you're good to go. You won't forget everything we've told you.
1: This yeah, just did. That, you we're know just what? A
2: PDF into the video.
1: And, and it's really simple to do a lot of that stuff. Like if, with Blab, as soon as we're done, the recording gets processed and I can upload it right to my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And then on my blog, uh, our, on DennisJsmith.com, I have forward slash Blab. And within like a matter of minutes after this Blab is done, the replay is already available on my website because I've got a plugin for WordPress that allows me to do that. It's on YouTube. Then I go over to YouTube and I put up the thumbnail f- that Matt and I have for the show and take care of that. He uploads this online so that we can have a podcast version of this on Mm -hmm. Stitcher Radio so within just like a day's time what we're talking about now is on YouTube my website and iTunes as a podcast and it's just amazing how we can do this stuff and get our word out there and we're not like a GE or a T-Mobile or any of those companies we're like
0: (laughs) I don't think anyone was assuming that we were like any of those companies.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) But anyway, I'm just, my point is that you don't have to be a large company to get your Mm -hmm. message out there these days. And you don't have to spend a lot of money to do it.
2: No, you can do it. It's amazing. It's guerrilla marketing. You know, we live in the age of guerrilla marketing where, you know, all you need is a half decent mic and a webcam. Seriously guys, you know, you know how to optimize a YouTube video. You're good to go. You know how to set a website up. You know how to create a simple PDF. You know, that's the thing. And guys, mm-hmm. top tip for the audience, honestly, I'm serious. If you create a video and you want to get a lot of signups from it, always create a PDF to go with that video. Mention it in the YouTube video. And, and then you can put a hyperlink to your website by using YouTube cards and you can point to it and say, if you want a PDF for this video, top ten tips, go here get it. Guarantee. You are gonna be amazed how many signups you start getting.
1: Yeah, and then just put a hyperlink to your uh where you get your sign ups for your for your um email lists and I never thought about that. Because yeah, I use cards. Yeah, just a link. Yeah. yeah, but
2: put a card, yeah point to your website. On the website is a PDF download if you sign up.
1: Yeah. And, you're and then if you, you want, you can always website. take that video
2: as well and embed it on that page. So that if you take the video from YouTube and embed, embed it on that page as well, mm-hmm. it becomes a page in its own right. Yeah. So you've got it there and the PDF is on there. But point them, tell them, you have to tell people. This is the thing. You have to, when you're taking someone through your marketing funnel, you have to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. They don't know. And you've got to explain it really simply. So you got, I will literally, in my videos, I'll go, okay, guys, up here, see the link, go and press on that. You're going to get access to this. There's a free PDF. Go and get that on that link, Bob.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to be shy about that kind of stuff because it is our job to to educate people on this kind of stuff and share this stuff out. And then who, you know, like the old saying, people do business with those that they know, like, and trust. And so you're building relationships with people who follow you and when you do things like put out a book or a new course on udemy or you offer some kind of product that they're they're not even going to think twice about buying it from you because they already know and like and trust
2: absolutely and that's what it's all about dennis you know you just but if you can if the, if the primary purpose for those people is to lift you up in the search engine though then that's when the magic happens that's, mm. get? that's when it really, really happens. When you build up a following, those people, if you're more people, you can get engaged with every piece of content. One of the things I've got a free video on YouTube and it's how to you do a YouTube launch. So how to get your video ranked on YouTube for your key term fast. Okay. Nothing scammy. Go and check that out after the show, guys. If you're watching this, uh, Mark Timberlake on YouTube. Go and have a look at that. You see what I just did, guys? I've just pointed people to that video. And what are they going to do? They're going to go watch it. What's they going to do for my subscriber count? My watch count going to go up. Some of those will subscribe. But the point is, I've got that content. I can point to it. But it's going to be very specific in all your marketing about the next action they need to take so that they can travel down that buyer funnel. And if that isn't clear, you lose people. So when we go social media, it's obvious. We say, come and watch the Blab. We don't say, come and buy my course. We say, come and watch the Blab. And then on the Blab, we say, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. Guys, if you want this PDF about the Blab, go to my website, get it there. And then in the newsletter, guys, If you want to get any of my courses, they're 25% off. Go and grab them. Be very clear about explaining or telling them the next step. And if you do that, then, you know, you'll start getting a lot of results. I just noticed a couple of questions on the side, guys. Have we got time for those?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and just do that, and then we'll maybe, like, have one more question for you, and we'll wrap things up. Okay. Okay. I'm going to post your while you're doing that. I'm just going to your channel, Mark, and I'm going to share that here so people can go over to your channel while we're still here.
0: If, if you see any of the questions, Mark, Blab won't let me pin them anymore to the to the space. Yeah, it's
2: um, if I, let me close
0: that. Ooh, um, what's going on here?
2: No idea. I just. Oh my gosh! Back. I just.
1: <laughs> I just. We're back. There you go. I just We're pasted the back. link to your YouTube channel, and it did that. That was weird.
0: Is oh, yeah, no,
2: do that if you drop the, No, no, if you drop the YouTube channel, I think it does that now.
0: Now you we can, can watch. watch a YouTube video together. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: now you, no, you can actually play a YouTube video. So what wow. you can do, say, for Blab, is you could have a 10-minute video that you prepare for the Blab, quick tips, bum, 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 and then discuss the video afterwards really cool wow uh, but it doesn't record it. it doesn't record it that's the only thing holding it back in my opinion
1: yeah Stay with me
2: i'd like it to record that it doesn't so then it's search content mm, not that good
1: guess what we um can Mark,
2: question. <laughs> I, yeah i love the new page upon you your website of course did you use a specific theme to get that look no um i think she's talking about my course landing page i'll just show people that because that will help people um let me just find that for you guys
1: yeah, paste that in there, and then I'll I'll pen it again over into that um, seat there.
2: Now, if, hopefully, I won't break anything. So let me just, can I get rid of that? Uh, drop any link. I'm not sure how that works. How do you drop a link?
1: Yeah, put the link in there and hit the green button, and it'll do like it puts, if it grabs an image, it puts an image there, and then people can click on it. It hyperlinks it. So it's, am I pasting, or? Yeah, you paste it into where it says "drop any link here" and then click on the green arrow.
2: Yeah, no, it's not doing that.
1: So oh, paste it okay. over into the side chat and then I'll pan it over into that area. Oh, you have to put
2: it there. Okay.
1: Either way, but oh, and
2: then and then you can drag. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So then when I hover over it, ahead. I do I do my magic just like that, and there it is, right there. Okay.
2: So if you just click through on that, guys. That's what Carol's asking me about is my thing so um, what's, what you can see here is I've got obviously I've got all these categories I teach and if you're looking at this I'm looking at my premium training course page, online marketing, online instructor training, got some online business and management training, photography training, you click on those you scroll down but what's really interesting what I've done here that's been quite intentional is as you scroll down, you're going to be able to see. That I've got a buy now, take ten percent. So I've got a very slow, small um, incentive to them to come through. And the reason that is is because if you want twenty five percent of my courses, you get that by being a student. We get that by being uh, on my marketing list. So guys, if you want to go out there now and get a course and you want to save twenty five percent, just go and, before you buy it. Go across my newsletter, sign up, get that. And you'll get a different page, where you can access uh, even moving them down my funnel.
0: Is is so, there a reason? Is there a reason why you direct people to your Udemy courses and not your uh, self-hosted on Teachable?
2: Yeah, yeah, big reason. Um, I spent twelve years selling antiques online. And at one time, we started a brand new website. I spent a lot of money on this website, so I wanted to sell antiques myself. I didn't want to sell on a third-party platform all the time, so I wanted to thing in my business. I was at the time I was turning over like ten thousand pounds a month in antiques. Um, it was about fifteen thousand dollars, and we was running about two hundred percent markup on everything, so I was making some good money at the time. I was one of the biggest exporters of porcelain in the UK. And I was doing £10,000 a month on eBay. I invest a lot of money. I put a website out there. And I got £100 a month in sales from my website. And the reason was, was trust. Now, Antiques are an extreme example of this. But I think online courses are, are very similar. Because when someone comes to Udemy, they're protected from you. So, when you buy think about the last time you bought something, okay what get Dennis? what was the last thing you bought that was electrical let me let me let me get Dennis.
1: Mm, oh my God, I buy like so much stuff, I'm like trying to think um, what the heck did it?
0: I don't know, <laughs>
1: to tell you the truth
0: i only I'm, I only buy stuff from marketplaces now. So when you when you okay. think about it like that so like either eBay or Amazon I buy all my stuff from yeah. there and it's just a marketplace. I buy Which
2: one off. do you prefer? eBay or Amazon?
0: I I like Amazon. Amazon. Okay, why do you like Amazon? I y- you know what? I eBay? I don't know. Nope. Let, let me tell you why. Why? Okay. Because eBay
2: eBay get eBay get you to rate the buyer. Amazon get you to rate the product. Mm. So when you're making a buyer decision, you go to Amazon because you're going to find out what the product is like. eBay made a mistake. They thought, you know, they want you to know whether the seller smells or not. Actually, do you know, you're not that worried about that. You're more worried about is a product any good. So when you're buying something, researching mm-hmm. something, you will go, what I'll do though is I'll go on eBay if I'm buying something like a cable or something because Amazon overcharged me for Prime. I save money by buying it on Prime and it's like two pound on eBay and eight quid on Amazon Prime. I'm like, really? What do I say? But generally, what we do is we buy based on what people have said about that,
0: don't we? That's so true because I just, I look, I make sure the first thing I look at is like, I don't even know. Like I, I, I bought, um, you know, like a USB like port for my computer. Uh, you can't see it, but I needed more USB yeah. ports, and like I didn't know what product to buy. So it, Amazon made it so much easier for me to just like type in what I'm looking for, and I could see the different products that they have. Same thing with the webcam, like microphone, anything. So that's so true. Now, let,
2: let me ask you a question. Now, if you have seen that, how much was your USB port? How much was it?
0: I, I think it was like maybe seven or ten dollars or something. It was cheap. But I, I don't know.
2: So let's say $10, okay. Now, let's say Dave's PC Bazaar came up in search, yeah? So Dave's PC Bazaar, okay, and it's someone's personal website, and it was $8, okay? So this is someone's little website, and they're saying, you know, we sell PC parts. You can buy it here at $8, and then it's on Amazon for $10. Which one will you buy?
0: Probably the Amazon one because it's – it's um like you said, I can. I don't have to trust them because if, if something happens, I know Amazon has my back.
2: And that's the same thing with online courses. Unless there's an exception to this. If you've got a really strong following, really strong following, and you've got deep trust in in your online sector, but some people have, you know, and they said sort of when – like I, was, um, a, I was listening to a discussion and I think it was Sean Kay and Laura Patworth, and they were both saying, well, no, no, we're going to drive to our sites. Yeah, if you've got a strong following, you can do that. And you can get people to buy. But if you don't have that, you're, you're going to get much more sales off a third-party platform because of the trust issue. And I learned this with antiques. You know. So as much as I didn't like having to use eBay... If I wanted the sales guys, I had to go there. Now that doesn't mean you can't develop a third party site. You can, but you've got to do it at the right time in the stage of your business. It's got to be like, I might do an, uh, an end online marketing course to end all online marketing courses at some point. Very unlikely I'm going to put that on Udemy. But I will do that when the following of, I think, is enough that I can just churn that out. Do you get me? Maybe add some more value, I'll package it differently. But I've got to have the following to do that. So when it comes to selling, you know, um, you know, you have to think about the buyer's journey and the trust element. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm on Udemy and, at the end
0: of the and, day. And in situation, you don't care if uh, Udemy is around because you can just send them to another third-party website like 10 years from now if you're still, Absolutely. still doing this. And- Absolutely,
2: because I'm, I'm building my list all the time. So that's what I own.
0: And now that you're selling on Udemy, you can get more Udemy sales and then you